You are listening to the Sweet 929 Podcast Network, only on Spotify. You're listening to Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim, all guests here courtesy of the Tech We Like Hotline. Chuck Holiday here. My guest today, Renaissance woman might not even do it enough. I think this is probably something that is beyond Renaissance. You want to talk about reinvent, reinvent the wheel about 80,000 times and, and just everything that you can do with making that work. She has done that in every phase and asset of her career and life. Ladies and gentlemen, the honorable Jennifer Michelle. <laughs> Chuck, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure you. to have you on. And for record, we've known each other for years. <laughs> you know how long we've known each other? 2009. It's been that long? It's been that long. Probably, I want to say 2008 before that, but definitely 2009. Oh, I did not realize that. How crazy is that? That is. Oh, you. Oh, that means you knew me during the dark years. Oh yeah, we are so, we are so official. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, how long have I known Chuck? Because I know that it was before you moved to Charlotte. I knew it was before, you know, Sweet 929. I was like, I have known Chuck. So, you know, I went to handy dandy Facebook. I was like, let me see when our first actual interaction was. Because I remember this black and white photo of you when you first joined, um, (laughs) when you first joined Facebook. And wow! All the way back, and it said 2009. I said, I cannot believe I've known this man. Like, wow! Me. Shout out to Janine. Wow, Janine, exactly. Yes. You remember what I'm talking about too? Of yes. course, I do remember that. That's Brooklyn all the way. That's my fellow Brooklynite. Yeah, she had me out in the streets like that. Definitely yeah, you were out there doing that. your thing. You've been doing yeah. your thing always. You, you, I'm trying, I'm trying. You have always, always stayed ahead of the needle, stayed ahead of the curve. And that's a hard thing to do in this current climate, especially the past few years where everybody has been just trying to figure it out, throw something against the wall and make it stick. How have you been able to stay ahead of the curve, not only from a modeling standpoint, but also coaching other projects with culture queens. I can't even remember everything. This is only a half hour show. I can't remember everything. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. It's it's amazing because I didn't realize until recently how much was involved. So to answer your question, this thing will just go straight to modeling and how the modeling game and model coaching is now like the it thing. And I was I've been watching social media, of course, you know, Today's generation, we have smartphones and social media, so all we have to do is post a picture and post a video and say that, oh, I'm a model coach or I'm a model. You know, I've been in this game for almost 30 years and- That's a beautiful thing. For me, I've always had like this insight. I see ideas just jump in my head and I'm crazy enough to think that I can do them. When I started modeling, I knew, everybody told me, you're starting late. Don't tell anybody your real age. Don't do this, don't do that. Because back in the day, models, you age out quickly. Luckily now, models are more um, diverse with age, size, skin tone, everything. Um, So I've always just wanted to perfect my craft. I started modeling 
And when I did my first photo shoot, let me tell you, I love the runway. Anybody that knows me knows I love the runway. You live for the runway. I live for the runway. I literally love the runway. If I am not on the runway, I am sad. Um, and I remember the first time I did, I'm serious. I Listen, we did the fashion show two weeks ago. And now I'm like, okay, I need to do another fashion show. I need to be on the runway again because it felt so good to do that. But when I did my first photo shoot, I was terrified. I'm gonna tell you now, I will do the runway, but when it comes to photo shoots, I've always been terrified because I felt like people would see flaws. People would see the pain, the hurt and the pain that was inside of me, or they would just nitpick because we all know modeling and anything in the fashion entertainment industry, they're gonna pick you apart. I was terrified. Yeah, and that's, that's sad, but yeah, it's sad, but true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, anybody that says that they want to be in this business, they almost have said to the world, come look at me and tell me what you don't like, because most likely people are gonna do that. But after my first photo shoot, the photographer, he literally called me to the house. He's like, I have your picture, shout out to Paul Williams. Um, and he opened the door and he said, before I hand you this, I never want to hear you say again that you will not do photo shoots, that you're scared to do photo shoots. He pulls out wow. this picture and I'm like, who is that lady? He's like, silly, that's you. And I was like, oh my God. And it was the first time that I saw myself through the lens, through somebody else's eyes. And so from there, I just began to build, not just um, my portfolio, but build myself as a woman. Um, many people don't didn't know at the time that I was a mom. So everything I was doing was based on how is this going to affect my son? How is my family gonna look at me when they see this? How are they gonna feel? I didn't want anybody to be embarrassed. I didn't want to be embarrassed. So I just worked on creating my brand, creating who I was and who I wanted people to see me as. And I started the coaching business because of that, because when I first started uh, modeling, a lot of people didn't give me the opportunities. I used to tell everybody, you know, when I was started modeling, I was, I'm the black woman with some curves, you know, I'm a size two, but I got the black woman curves every now and again. So white people <laughs> saw me and they were like, oh, you're too big for our stuff. We can't fit you. And I'm like, wow. wow. Yeah, wow. so we turned away from white designers so many times wow. because of my curves. Wow. Um, and then here's the flip side of it. When I model for black designers, and this is again back in the 90s and 2000s, mm -hmm. black designers were like, nah, you too small. I'm like, what? I got <sighs> But I wasn't the King Magazine Maxim and no, no diss to any of them, but that just wasn't who I was. So for me, it took a lot of building, a lot of relationship building. And I think that's one of the things that's lost in today's time is people don't understand that it's about building relationships and connecting. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it's everything. It's it's absolutely everything. And, and I'm gonna go back to what you, something you just said a little while ago, just really knowing that you had family, you know, to, to look after, you have family that were watching, you had a son that was watching. How important was it for you to maintain that identity, to maintain a certain class level in the face of what was going on at that time, where everybody was kind of following everyone and just doing something that they thought would work, but probably risking integrity, you know, in, in the process of something, and you, you think it goes away after a couple of years, but the internet is, is forever. And I mean, I'm seeing Ever. some photos of, of business partners of mine that were from 20 years ago. And I'm saying, whoa, I didn't, I didn't know all that was going on back then. 
<laughs> it was very important. Again, my son and my family was the motivating factor. I always wanted to be proud of whatever I produced. I, I never wanted to say, oh my God, what if somebody sees this? I never wanted my son to go to school because raising a young man is already challenging. But I thought about, okay, he's a teenager. What happens when he's in school and his friends see this? How is he going to feel? And I'm glad I kept that because it actually happened. There was a photo shoot. And again, I'm fully clothed, but because my body and I know how to style my body and we worked mm -hmm. it out, it was a very sexy, classy picture. And mm -hmm. even then, my son came home one day. He's like, man, mama, why you take that picture? I was like, what are you talking about? That's a nice <laughs> picture. He's like, all oh, my friends come out. Yo, that ain't really. And so that, to me, said more than anything that I was on the right path, that I was staying true to who I was because I refused to do anything. A lot of people, more times than not, offered, Jennifer, it'll be implied to you implied nudity, lingerie, swimsuit. I was like, nah, I can't trust you with me, my body, my image. So I just said no to everything. And when I tell you there was a lot of money involved, yes, there was a lot of money involved, but it didn't matter to me because again, it was about my integrity, about my image. I don't want anybody to go search for anything on the internet and be like, oh, did you see just No, that's not me. Somebody put my face up there. If I knew I wasn't there, that's not me. So it's very important. Oh, yeah. Integrity lasts forever. Money lasts as long as you have it, though. I've always exactly. been a firm believer in that. One of the things that I, I know that you just mentioned was just dealing with both sides of the culture spectrum with non-Black entities. You're considered too curvy. And then with the Black entities, you're, you're considered too thin, you know, too slim. How did you balance that out? Because that's... I'm gonna tell you, I look, I worked, there was a time where I worked at NBC and then I worked at This Is 50 all at the same time. And I worked at uh, Bullet Magazine all at the same time. And when I tell you it was culture clashing like none other, how did you, how were you able to hold your, your pride and I don't wanna say integrity because that's not really what it is, but just hold your dignity in knowing that you knew who you were and you knew what you wanted to do and you were gonna stand in the face of these people because it, sometimes it's not about being bullied or being pushed into doing something. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just knew, I knew that I had something special. I knew that runway was my thing. And I knew even if they were sitting there and we were in the middle of the room, and I'll go back to my days in New York when um, we did Brooklyn Fashion Week. Yes. And I remember sitting in the room with 300 other models and designers just kept going around the room and picking who they wanted to at least get up and go try on clothes. And I would stand up and I sat down. First time somebody didn't pick me. Of course, my confidence was shot. I was like, wait, I'm Jennifer Michelle. Don't y'all know I can rock this runway? Like, pick me. And exactly. every time the designers walked in, they'd look, they either picked the ladies bigger than me or the ladies smaller than me. It was like I was in this middle. Wow. And I remember sitting there and I said to myself, I was like, okay, you better get yourself together because obviously whatever you're doing here in your spirit, the energy you're giving off is not giving off the confidence that you know you have. So the next time the third designer group of designers walked in, I stood up, I made sure to elongate this long giraffe neck of mine that everybody used to think <laughs> me about. Model neck, model neck. Model neck, I call it the model, it is the model neck. And I stood there and I was like, nah, this is, this is me. I'm supposed to be here. And so 
I went from being overlooked by the first group of designers to actually booking and walking for 14 different designers throughout that show. And it was the craziest thing. Yes, and I remember that in that fashion show, which was Brooklyn Fashion Week, and I record, I believe I covered that event. Yes, I did cover that event. That ended up being the launch for Sweet 99 altogether. I don't even know Listen, if you knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Literally built around that fashion show with you walking, and I had you throughout that that episode of From the Front Row. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember that. that yeah, so and, it was it was crazy because you have to know who you are and what you bring. I knew, oh, and also this is when my model coach days really started because once I walked for one designer, the rest mm -hmm. of the designers again picked me, but now the director of the fashion show, the producer of the fashion show is saying, Jennifer, get up and show these models how to walk. Wow. Like I went wow. from I'm a model to now I'm the model coach. So it just, you just have to know who you are and believe that when you're in the room, you have everything you need. You just have to show up. So it's essentially you became a model coach by default. By default. It's, it's always been, okay, so everybody knows I'm a mom now. I'm, I'm a mother bear. Like I see things, I see people and I want to help and I want to grow. There's a designer here in Charlotte, um, Mama T. Hey, Mama T. Used to meet up with her and she designed some amazing clothes. And she would invite me over and we would all, she'd always cook and I was loving the food. Oh my gosh, she would always cook for us. And there were a couple of other models that were coming. And those, that's how I came up with my model babies or my model sisters. Because there were three ladies there. Hey, Katrina, hey, Alexis, and Courtney. We all started with Mama T. And it became Mama T. Jennifer, show her how to do this. And I'm like, what? And I didn't realize then that she was preparing me for this role of the model coach. Because it's, I think one thing everybody needs to understand is being a model coach isn't just about showing somebody how to walk the runway or pose for a picture. You have to be able to, again, connect. Um, I don't work with everybody because if there's no connection, if we're not on the same page, then I'm not the coach for you. You need to go find that person. So that means that you're doing model coaching, you, you're understanding really the awareness because a lot of it is awareness. And, and it's almost like uh, like basketball with LeBron James. He has awareness, IQ awareness, court awareness. So with you, you have to have runway awareness. And to be able to do that, I'm assuming you transforming into doing on-camera reporting had to have been easy. It is amazingly it was. You're right. So I've realized that this runway thing, I say everyday runway, but it really is everyday runway for me. Everything I transfer, it's all about how am I living my life? And like you say, awareness. Are you aware of the people that are around you? Are you aware of their needs? Do you pick up on their vibes? Um, are you able to take them to the next level? What does the ne next level look like? Um, for me, when I transitioned into TV, again, by default, I was invited to WCCB for modeling competition because they were launching the next episode of America's Next Top Model. I had a ball. I had no idea that by the time I went home and talked to one of my friends about, oh my gosh, I'd really love to do a fashion segment with them. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about, but I would love it. <laughs> I literally pulled out my laptop to send them a message and opened my inbox and a message from them was there saying, we would love for you to do the fashion segment. Would you consider? Wow. So wow. that was September, 2013. 
And from there, and I honestly, Chuck, it really is awareness and if knowing your gifts, because there were times where I would be on set or interviewing somebody and I was like, you know what? I don't know where those questions came from, but it was like my mind opens up and like this natural talent, this natural gift comes out and I can talk to people and people feel comfortable talking to me. My worst days on the shows were the days where I tried to pre-prepare and come up with all these written questions. I'm like, no, that's not me. I'm a, I'm a let's connect, let's really talk type of person. So it's about knowing who you are and using I, it. I think, I think a lot of that comes from your runway. You know, I think a lot of that comes from you being on the runway and it being so spontaneous. And it's such a thrill. I, I can somewhat relate to a little bit of this because of me and my background in TV production, where I work with a lot of live programming. So yeah, that's my expertise is live programming. And something about live programming, which is your version of the runway, it's just the thrill of it being live. You know you can't do this over. You know you can't do this safe. But everybody's watching. It, it's just the, the, the jitters. It just mm -hmm. works, you know? It's just, you almost go into a different person almost a different not character but just you elevate yourself into a different kind of level of person you really do yeah oh yeah yeah you have to but you're doing tv and did you find that maybe the tv thing was something that you felt that was a little bit of an extension of what you were previously doing or did you feel that that was something you had to entirely build from scratch in terms of establishing maybe an extension of your brand or was it were you able to kind of weave in the elements of your coaching and your modeling into the tv personality work i absolutely was it was all i believe that everything that we do is preparing us for the next thing that we're going to do um yes. the modeling yes. and learning the modeling and again, I was always trying to, I was always perfecting my craft. So I took it from modeling to coaching and now from coaching to producing shows and producing fashion shows. Once Everyday Runway came about, I was like, wait, so now I get to put all of this together and now it's just gonna be on TV. And it made the entire process for me, um, I'm not gonna say easy, but stress-free. I'll call it stress-free. Mm -hmm. um, because I was able to take the connections that I had made um, through the fashion and entertainment industry and say, I have this opportunity, let's go and show the world what you have and created Everyday Runway. I literally would come up with every designer, every model that I needed. What is the topic we want to talk about? And I think there were probably three or four topics that I suggested or submitted to WCCB and they were like, nope, let's talk about this instead. And I was like, okay, cool. But I was still able to take their suggestions and go back and say, okay, let's build around this. And I established some great, again, relationships and partnerships. I know that the majority of the people that I worked with doing Everyday Runway for WCCB, I could call them right now and they would say, okay, Jennifer, yes, let's do it. Like we keep in touch with each other. Right? We know about each other's oh, I had a baby, I got married, I bought a house, I did this, I'm going to this location, I'm doing this vacation. So again, it's about relationships and taking what I learned. And I feel like until people, and, and we're at a time where people feel like, and I get it, I'm almost 50, so I understand. We're at a time in life where people will cut you off or move away. Well. If I'm doing that, it's with good reason because I want to go to this next level. 
Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I want to, we have to be able to shed the weight. And that's part of the rebuild process for me anyway, is when you're rebuilding some things, you just have to toss out. Like if you're going to get, if, and actually a prime example, um, one of my friends, they're rebuilding their home. They're literally demolishing their home. They're tearing the whole thing down. Wow. And they're wow. rebuilding from the ground up. Wow. And like you, I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it says that I'm not worried about anything else that was in the house. I'm not worried about the walls that were there. I know that I have this foundation. And from this foundation, I know that I can build up. I can build up. I can build out. Yeah. So that's how we have to be with our life, with our career, with everything. We have to know that there are times when we're going to have to tear down some walls. We're going to have to build up some new walls. Um, we're going to have to paint. We'll have to cover some stuff up. We're just going to have to realize that it's going to be a constant, constant process of growth and change. And it's going to be painful. It's going to be scary sometimes, but we still have to do it. Because you, if you are in a situation and it's not helping you and you're not getting what you want from it, you have the right to say, I need to rebuild. You have the right to step back and say, wait a minute, let me rethink how I want to handle this. And if we can take that into life and into business, mm -hmm. we'll continue to grow. Longevity will be there. I know that's the key to why I've been in the business now for over 30 years. Absolutely. And you've been able to also avoid having to deal with a lot of these shenanigans coming from a lot of the photographers and producers. Oh, and my God. And what it is. Oh, I'm not afraid to talk about this. Just call it what it is. You know, oh, my you, God. The shenanigans. Yeah. And, and then, you know, look, it is what it is, Jen. You know, you're about five foot nine, five foot ten of all legs and mean walk. You're <laughs> easy on the eyes. You have a very, very charming talk, a very charming voice. You have a very girl next door type of Aura, how tough has it had been to deal with all of these constant yeah. photographers and producers? <laughs> and we're gonna throw age out of that. Yeah, I just got finished staring at some 60-year-old earlier. So we're Listen. throwing that out. Just just having to deal with people who try to look at you as something else because of what they're seeing versus the knowledge of what you have and what you bring to the table. So you're essentially a producer by trade. Yes. And Oh my gosh. So it's so funny that this comes up because a photographer that I have not talked to, seen, or heard from in years was in my inbox. And I was like, wait, what is happening? It was like, I thought I, I literally, I'm geared to say what you told me not to say. Don't age up. I thought I was past this age. But apparently, <laughs> photographers and people in the industry. I was on set um, filming Our Kind of People. And Fox. there was, oh yeah, on Fox. I love that show. I, oh God, here's mm -hmm. hoping to get season two. Definitely. And one of the crew members, he was like, y'all remember me? And I was like, dang, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember if I talked to this person and gave this person my number. Cause I was like, okay, I wouldn't give you my number cause you're not tall enough. This is what I'm thinking in my head. And you know, I'm- Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I did not give him my phone number. Um, and it becomes this, well, let's hang out. Let's do this. It's like, okay, wait a minute. I know I look young, but I've been in this game for a long time. I know all the signs. I know all the cues. I know everything 
So when a photographer tries to hit me up and let's let's hang out and let's do this, I can think four photographers throughout my entire career that have never crossed the line, never made me feel uncomfortable. You're one of them, four. So you're never crossed the line, never made me feel uncomfortable, always kept it strictly professional, mad cool, four people. And again, I've been in this industry for years. Four. All the other photographers. Four photographers. That's it. Four photographers. Four. One photographer, I don't even know if he still lives here in Charlotte. I get to his studio. His studio ends up being a room in his house. I walk in after I have changed for the photo shoot. And I walk into the studio and he's standing there in his birthday suit. What? What the fuck? Listen. I was livid. I was li- I was standing there like, what is really happening? Ooh. And I was so I can't use the language that I was using then because my mom might be listening and my pastor other members. But you know, anybody that knows me back in my older days in the nineties, two thousands, I had a mouth like a sailor. And I felt so threatened and uncomfortable that I made sure that he knew how I felt. There I was a photographer. You. And that's why I tell people, if you're uncomfortable booking a photo shoot or going to a project, you feel uncomfortable anytime you're entitled to leave. Don't yep, say Absolutely. Your safety no questions is asked. Safety is everything. Safety is everything. I mean- There's a gazillion photographers. Safety is everything. And if they, and one, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. One of my mentees, my clients, she was like, Miss Jennifer, such and such sent me this message in my DMs. I was like, well, let me see the message. She sends me this message thread. In essence, this man pretending to be booking her for a photo shoot or a job. As she continues the conversation, he's basically going to try to pimp her out. He was like, what? Yeah, so, yeah. And I told her, I was like, okay, first of all, Ooh. You need to tell me this man's real name right now because yeah. I will report him. Like he was on, he was going through Instagram looking for these young ladies who want to be a model and don't know the business. And again, that's what being a model coach is. Tell people the truth about this business. There are yeah. photographers who are just nasty. One photographer Very. only required, he was like, I won't shoot you unless you come in lingerie. I got to shoot lingerie. What? What? No. You don't get to have happy time after I do this photo shoot. No, not with my pictures. Yeah, it's so, it's just bad. It's bad. I've walked away from so many, as people say, opportunities. But if it wasn't right for me, then it wasn't my opportunity. But yeah. Absolutely. Everything doesn't revolve around what some per photographer says. And and I I never understood that during my years as a photographer. And I remember a couple of them. Some of the stuff that some of these photographers used to do to these photos. Listen, I I have had... I'm talking about what they were physically themselves doing. I know. I know what you're talking about. That's why. And let me just say this. This doesn't just happen to women. I have had male clients contact me and tell me that their male photographer hit on them, made a pass at them, made them uncomfortable. So let's just put it out there that it happens to, it could happen to everybody. Absolutely, Um, actually I shot with a, I shot with a male client who did that. And I think that was, I think that was my last photo shoot. My last official, official, official photo shoot, at least in New York, yeah. Wow. 
So yeah. you got to get back into the photo shoot business. I need some shots, sir. I got you. I told you. I got you. Y'all come out of retirement for you. I got you. Okay. I appreciate I that. You. But yeah, it's just, I, I feel like I want to be the person that bridges the gap and somewhat protects people. Um, I've gone through so much in the industry where now I'm like, nope, that's not right. Let's not do that. I will call out people. I'll say what it, it needs to be said. This industry is already challenging enough and yeah. navigating now, especially with Me Too and all the other things going on. Let's not put ourselves in those positions. Let's just stay, be smart before we go in and do your research. I tell everybody, do your research. I've always, I do so much research. I should be, like, I'm going to be a private investigator or something. <laughs> I just love researching and finding out what's going on with people. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And speaking of that, you have some other ventures going on. How easy has it been to cross over into other ventures like culture queens and other avenues that you have I mean, you have so many other things going on i can't even remember pretty much everything right now but how easy has it been to incorporate really your history and your experience into these new avenues that you're going into these new endeavors because that's that's a difficult thing to do especially when you're starting something that really isn't all the way connected with your history or your your past but it's something new and fresh so it's been, I will say it's been a, it's been twofold. It's actually been, it's been fun, but a little challenging. Um, everybody sees Jennifer as the model, the person who, but Culture Queens really is this other part of me that a lot of people don't know about. Um, yes, I love the runway and I love fashion. I love art as well. I love culture and I love being outdoors. I was yes. running through the woods with my brothers and cousins when I was growing up. So now to be able to take this and add this part of my life to the list of things that I do, um, it's fulfilling. I, I was very surprised. The Culture Queens, the art group, we came together and that felt really good. I was like, okay, yeah, we all like art. We're gonna go to these museums and galleries. We're gonna start traveling. Our actual first trip, um, road trip was to Atlanta but COVID happened and we had to cancel that because that was going to be our first weekend away. Um, wow. The art trips, they came easy. It was, I was very surprised at the ladies who were actually interested in the outdoor por portion. They were like, Jennifer, if you ever go hiking, I want to go. I was like, okay, I go hiking all the time. And one lady said yes. And then another lady said yes. And all of a sudden, I have a group of 20 queens who are ready to tackle the great outdoors. And they enjoy it just as much as I do. The hardest part for me is understanding how to deliver that to the bigger community. We know that Black people are not really into all the way adventure, wilderness. <laughs> how? We're just not known for that type of interest. At least, I can, well, I can't speak for the South. I, I'm being, me being from the Northeast, no. I mean, you know, the only wilderness we have is taking the subway. But <laughs> did you find that there was any difficulty early on in this, given um, the stigma of outdoors and things like that? It was. A lot of people that I would enjoy. Again, this Culture Queens is based off of relationships. When I'm with the Culture Queens, it's all great energy. It's positive vibes. 
women that I know aren't going to bring any drama. Women that I know that while we're out in the woods, whatever we're talking about stays in the woods. We have a safe space to talk. There are a lot of people are looking at me. I mean, one part, you know, Shantice. So I've been yes. asking Shantice since this all started. Shantice, we should go hiking. She's like, no, I don't do the outdoors. Shantice, we should go hiking. No, I don't like bugs. Or my cousin. I'll ask my cousin and she's like, no, I don't like anything about outdoors. A lot of people don't like outdoors. And it's because I feel like when they think of hiking, they think of course of bears and mosquitoes and bugs. There's stuff for all of that. I don't know what to do about the bear because I'm the one on my last camping trip. I, I heard the bear and I was like, I think that's a bear. And I really wanted to get up and see if it was a bear and was mad that I missed the bear. Oh um, my God. <laughs> Yeah, but see, I know I'm different. Everybody yeah. has their own levels. But and that also comes from your previous experience of having yes. an interest in being outdoors. Yes. I mean, I was camping out with Girl Scouts growing up. So we're in the middle of the racetrack down in Rockingham. And we're out there and all kinds of animals can come through. And, you know, it was just something I got used to. But I realized yeah. that there's a comfort level. So I like to introduce them to things to make it fun for them. We did a Mother's Day hike and camping trip. Some of the moms, some of us came out Friday night, stayed overnight. And to make it fun, I made sure that I booked our campsites by the stream. So all we had to do was go over and enjoy the water, the moonlight, the fire pit. You know, those are all the things that make it fun and enjoyable. So you are not so focused on, oh my God, I'm outside. Oh my God, there's a bear. Oh my God. Most places I've camped, there's not going to be a bear. If I'm worried about somebody being afraid of bears, then I'm not going to go there. But it's just education with anything. Educate the people, make them feel comfortable, take baby steps. Um, our hikes, I thought our hikes were too hard for them. I was like, okay, we'll just do, we did one hike. And I was like, okay, that's it. And they were like, that's it. This was easy. I was like, okay, well, let me step it up then. If we really ready to on this terrain and go six miles. Uh, so it's been a challenge just because there are so many people. Like you say, there's a stereotype. We, we don't want to be outside or it's associated with when we were outside. And one of my cousins did have this um, feedback. When she was growing up, they were outside. They had to pick cotton. So she was like, I'm not going outside because she equates yeah, being outside and that type of thing to that time in her life. So, yeah. you know, I can't fault her for having that. That's her core memory with being outside. And then other situations didn't help the matter, like an episode of Martin and things like that. You know, that didn't help matters either. Oh my um, God, you're out of here. Episode, the, yeah, I, I know. I don't usually ask people what's next for them because you know, God has that answer. But I will ask, what is big business priorities for the Jennifer Michelle brand? Big business priorities. Well, it's funny you should mention that because we are redesigning Everyday Runway to come back and make this huge launch. Um, I'm excited. I am, I'm excited. I am so excited about that. I've got some ideas. I got some people planned um, to come out for that. Um, big business as well. You mentioned Culture Queens. We're taking Culture Queens to the next level. Um, we're about to be out and traveling, doing road trips. Uh, I have this task or goal list, that bucket list. That's what it's called. I was like, task. Yes. I got to get out of um, virtual mind. Um, my bucket <laughs> list, as I work towards my 50th birthday, I'm going to be visiting 
Um, an applause. Oh, oh, that's an applause. You kidding me? Yes. Listen, I got to give you the details on the 50th birthday because we're doing something big for that. But um, Culture Queens, I'll be going to every state visiting national state parks. So I'll be traveling the country documenting that. My first trip is the 1st of April. So I'm excited to be going to a national forest um, and just growing the brand, growing who I am and helping people reach their highest potential. That's what I want to do. Absolutely. Always. Which of the three words defines you or defines what you're really steering towards right now? Redesign, rebuild, reclaim. It's it's definitely reclaim. Um, I thought about... I made a t-shirt so everybody knows Monty Maxine reclaiming my time and when she said that I was yes. like you know reclaiming my time is one thing I made me a shirt I'm reclaiming my life wow reclaiming my life means that I am taking responsibility for me I am choosing me I am saying that this is mine and anything involved in my space is so intentional no more of the random stuff running out and about I am reclaiming my life that sums it all up right there ladies and gentlemen jennifer michelle it's been a pleasure to have you on always you, continued everything and i'm looking forward to this everyday runway reboot of sorts as well as some other avenues that we're going to be looking at down the line with this brand and and other brands as well so you know i'm always here you know i got you that's i never know changed. i appreciate it you the, have the been people the people may change but my attitude does not no, it does not. I was going to say, you have been consistent since the day we first met. I appreciate you and all that you do. Continued success to you. I can't wait to see what you do next because you always got something working. I'm just trying to get to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. We're doing it. I appreciate having you on. Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of the Tech We Life Hotline. You can catch all episodes on Spotify as well as Sweet929.tv. Chuck Holiday signing off the three R's.